The views and opinions expressed by individuals on the following program do not necessarily reflect those of the network, Guys Guy Radio, and its platforms. It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins Guys Guys Radio. We're here to inform you, empower you, inspire you, and get you to think and feel and who knows, maybe even act by virtue of the journeys, stories, experiences, and insights from the guests I bring you each and every week to the show. I've got a fantastic guest for you today. I so loved my conversation with this gentleman. His name is Dr. Larry Farwell. Frankly, he is one of the smartest guys in the world, highly intelligent, his incredible credentials. He's put together a book called The Science of Creating Miracles. It's all about neuroscience quantum physics, and working with the universal energy. And everything that he tells us has all been scientifically tested. So I got a lot out of the book. I've got a lot out of our conversation. I think you're really going to enjoy it. And I did my very, very best to extract useful, tangible, practical tips for all of us to be able to kind of reprogram our subconscious to make things happen the way we want to have things happen, and to be able to get beyond those sticking points, those blockages that come up sometimes when we have a triggering incident. So I think you're really going to enjoy this. I know I did. I've interviewed over 650 guests here on Guys Guys Radio. Dr. Larry had as much to input us as any guest I've had, and he's a terrific guy. And the other thing I really like about him is uh, he's all about working with that energy and the frequency that's out there. It's not about transhumanism or getting chips or this or that to make us be able to create the lives we want. It's be able to work with frequency and align ourselves to the universal energy to be able to make things happen. And that's what we're going to talk about today on Guys Guys Radio. I think you're really going to enjoy it. So I hope everybody's having a great summer. We're into what I guess we would refer to as the dog days. We're in like kind of mid-August, grinding our way. It's been a hot, a long, hot summer. And that, that can be a good thing depending on where you are. And with climate change and all that, it's always not that great because in some places we have flooding, we have fires, we have all kinds of stuff. Fortunately, where I am, we've had a wonderful, beautiful summer. The weather is so consistent here in Southern California. And I recently moved and it's even nicer where I am now, about 30 miles north of downtown San Diego, which where I lived for close to three years after moving from New York City and a little town called Ocean Grove, New Jersey. So it's been a big change in terms of culture and just lifestyle and pace. And I love it out here. I loved it back there. And I still have a lot of ties back there. And, you know, once you've been in New York for a decade or so, you're always in New York or so. I'm still there. It's in my heart. But I'm really having a great time out here. And as I have gotten into what's called kind of North County, it's more coastal living. It's so cool. It's so much. It's so outdoorsy. I'm discovering trails for hiking, for bike riding, uh, for my son. He's nine. Places to play baseball and swim. We've got the ocean nearby. Every so often, we just pull off the road and jump in the ocean. I always keep a a bag in the trunk with a, some towels and bathing suits and boogie boards and just get out there because this is what it's all about. I mean, it's all about living life. And I had an amazing time in New York City. And 
New York City is struggling right now, and I love New York, and I love my friends there and former colleagues, but I'm glad I'm where I am now, and it's always best to be happy with where you are at the moment and to live in the present. So here we are in Southern California. I'm learning a lot, and I continue to learn a lot. Like One of the things I learned is I, when I was in downtown, I used to go out on these long bike rides along the Embarcadero with my son. It was fantastic, just riding up north, down south, along the water, loved it. I've got up here, and it's all hilly, and it's not exactly the same situation for riding your bike, so I've had to do some digging online. Okay, where can I go with the bikes? We're going to have to throw the bikes in the car, that type of thing. Not a big deal, but still have a learning curve. But I also noticed that when I was downtown, so many people were chugging along more and more on these e-bikes, and I'm like, I like riding a bike. What do I need an e-bike for? Well, now that I've gone up to what's called North County here, there's so many hills and everywhere I see everybody's got an e-bike and not just, it, it's more than 50% of the bike riders are e-bikes now. So I started doing my research and it's overwhelming how many choices there are, but wow, really cool. I, I was thinking of a Vespa, but now I think I'm going to go for an e-bike, putting my money aside each and every week and month. I'm going to get one. I want to get one that's a good one. I can throw my son on the back and we can off we go because there's some hills here. I got to tell you, riding your regular bike on the hills here is crazy. But with an e-bike, it gives you that boost and you can cruise along the coastal shoreline and up through the uh, all the different streets and the hills and the parks and the trails and all of that. So something I learned. So I'm keeping an open mind. I was always into just good old regular mountain bikes, regular bikes, road bikes. And now, the old dogs learning new tricks, e-bikes. So anyhow, we'll get into that as I continue my search. But right now, I want to get into our discussion with Dr. Larry Farwell. As I mentioned, I think you're really going to enjoy this and get a lot out of it. So let's get it on. It's Guy's Guy Radio. Okay, Guy's Guy's Radio today with my special guest. His name is Dr. Larry Farwell. We're going to talk about the science of creating miracles. We're going to talk about creating miracles in your own life and living the life of your dreams. Let me tell you a little bit about our guest, Dr. Larry Farwell. He is just an amazing guy, and he's written this amazing book, bestseller book. It's called... The Science of Creating Miracles, Neuroscience, Quantum Physics, and Living the Life of Your Dreams. He's Harvard-educated neuroscientist, and he teaches practical techniques that you can apply to live your best life. And it's really interesting stuff, and the book is very digestible. I highly recommend it. Based on his own groundbreaking scientific research, Dr. Farwell weaves together neuroscience, quantum physics, and the expansion of consciousness and effective techniques you can try to help you live your best, best extraordinary life. Time Magazine selected Dr. Larry to the top 100 next wave top innovators of the century, the Picassos and Einsteins of the 21st century. That's pretty amazing. He's been all over media, CBS News, ABC, 60 Minutes, 48 Hours, the list goes on and on. He, on and on. He's consulted with everybody from individuals, corporations, top government leaders, including a president of the United States. He's conducted pioneering research on neuroscience, quantum physics, and the role of consciousness in human life and the universe. He also created something called brain fingerprinting, which is a scientific technique that helps determine if somebody is innocent or guilty. 
It's pretty provocative stuff. We'll talk about that. And he also invented the first brain-computer interface, which allowed paralyzed patients to use brain waves to communicate through a computer and a speech synthesizer. Let's put it this way. Dr. Larry Farwell is a really smart guy, and I'm so pleased he's on Guys Guys Radio. Welcome to the show, Dr. Larry. Uh, Thank you, Robert. I'm (laughs) delighted to be here, and and thank you for the kind introduction. Okay, let's talk. Let's get right to it. So practical techniques you can learn to apply. The Science of Creating Miracles is a provocative title of your book. What inspired you to write it and then not write it? And what's this book all about? (laughs) All right. The book is all about, well, it's pretty much contained in the title, The Science of Creating Miracles, Neuroscience, Quantum Physics, and Living the Life of Your Dreams. And what it's about is primarily it's about experience it's about about uh, teaching people to use their brain and to use the the realities of quantum physics to live a life that's that's more fulfilling and more successful i i wrote it because i had done the research and seen the results and uh, tried the techniques out with many of my clients over the years and uh, it was seemed to be useful stuff in my own life and in other people's lives. So I, I wrote a book about it. So quantum physics, science, and spirituality. What I find great is that you manage to synthesize how they work together because they do. And I've interviewed so many metaphysical teachers on my show, as well as people in the science and quantum physics area. And they're, everybody's kind of saying the same thing. And I don't say that to diminish it, but they're offering up in a different way. So what is the relationship then, from your perspective, Dr. Farwell, between quantum physics, science, and spirituality? How do they work together? All right. Well, that's probably one of the most profound questions uh, uh, throughout history. So uh, I'll t- t- try to be brief here. Uh, l- l- I'm going to geek out for just a minute on the science of the, what is the real physical world. Not, this is not woo-woo. This is f- physics. You know? So I'm knocking on this desk here. You can hear me knocking on it. You can see it if the camera was pointing down a little further. It appears to be brown and solid and separate from the air around it. If you look a little closer, you'll see that it's it's not at all solid. It's mostly empty space. And there are molecules moving around really fast in there. You look within those, you see atoms. You look within those, you'll see elementary particles, protons, neutrons, electrons. You look within those, you'll see quarks. You look more carefully at the quarks, and down to the level of strings here, you'll see vibrating strings. So what the physical universe consists of is really just patterns of vibrations. Now, what is it that's vibrating? It's the conscious, it's the unified field that gives rise to all the particle wave phenomena that make up the physical creation. I mean, that's that's hardcore physics. It's not again, that's not not woo-woo. Now, what all the great spiritual traditions tell us is that the unified field, the, the unified field or whatever it is, the field of nature that gives rise to the physical creation is the same as that inner field of pure consciousness that we can contact within ourselves. Consciousness is the essential constituent of human life. That inner field of pure consciousness that is our essential constituent of our life. It's the thing we have all throughout life, all the time, all the same. That inner field is the same as the what gives the field, what we now call the conscious unified field that gives rise to creation. So we decided to uh, test that in the in the physics laboratory 
And it also follows that if the if ourself, the, the our own consciousness is the same as the source of creation, we ought to be able to make a difference in creation simply using the level of our consciousness. Now, if you go to the latest book that came out last week or the scriptures from one or five or ten thousand years ago, they'll say you create this vision on the level of your consciousness, you move nature in that vision, and then that shows up in your life. Well, we decided to put that to the test in the laboratory. It sounds like there is a collective agreement in terms of why the desk is the desk and the, the video is the video. But when you break it all down, everything's kind of separate, but it's together also as a tone or uh, like a string on the on the guitar of, there's a vibration but it's all goes down to like a tone i guess so how how important is this our trying to live our best lives and work with this energy and these vibratory fields the the difference between the collective agreement and what we individually agree to because so much of what we experience is based on what we've collectively agreed to. So sometimes, you know, it's easy once you can get into your technique in terms of, okay, I'm going into that space and then I can create things. But getting to that space, as simple as the process is described in your book, because of our collective agreements, it may be difficult to kind of get off the starting mark, mark there. Help me out with that. Sure, sure. Well, one of the things that helps us get off the starting mark is having a, a scientific explanation for what's going on. I mean, there are a lot of people who have tremendous ex high level of consciousness experiences and they know that they're real, but how does anybody else know that they're real? So what we put to the test is essentially, well, essentially miracles. You mentioned a vibrating string. If you pluck a guitar string, it sets up a resonant frequency. Well, we can do the same thing on the level of our consciousness. And if, if that resonant frequency, if there's something else in the environment, another instrument with a similar resonance, it'll pick up that resonance. So we can create a resonant frequency on the level of our consciousness, and that will move the conscious unified field in that, and we, it shows up in our environment. That's how we create our lives. Now, how do you test that in the laboratory? Well, in the laboratory, you need... You need mathematics and statistics. If you're going to say this, this thing is, is, uh, is real, you've got to be able to quantify it. So I think everyone has had some kind of experience that might be related to consciousness. Like, uh, you'd really like to hear from Joe and the phone rings and it's Joe. But you don't know the probability. So that's not really a scientific experiment, although everyone I, th I think has had experiences like that enough. They think, well, there's something going on there. So what we did is, we took something where we know the probability. We know precisely the probability distribution of alpha particle emission by plutonium. It's one of the uh, main ingredients of an atomic bomb. My dad was went on the Manhattan Project when he was still a graduate student. He's a, a physicist by profession. And we decided to set up an experiment to see if we could shift the probability distribution of this quantum mechanical event, alpha particle emission by plutonium. And to cut to the chase, we found that we could. We could make tremendously improbable shifts. Uh, we could create tremendously improbable events. Now, what is a miracle? It used to be thought that a miracle was uh, something that went outside the laws of science. But in quantum mechanics, anything is possible. 
nothing is impossible. It's just some things are highly improbable. So a miracle in, in the real quantum mechanical world is simply a highly improbable event. But what we showed is in the laboratory, using nuclear physics apparatus, that you can create extremely improbable events, miracles by the, defin the, the, the quantum mechanical definition of miracles, simply by using consciousness alone and creating that vision on the level of your consciousness. So that is really what human life is about. We're, what we're all about is creating vision on the level of our consciousness and manifesting that in, in, the, in the world. And, and what we showed in the laboratory is that that is a real phenomenon. Now, I'm sure you've had many people here on the show who, who have talked about essentially what I would call creating miracles, but using your consciousness to, to create the life of your dreams. Well, what we've shown is that that's actually real, it's repeatable, it's measurable in the laboratory. So that is what can, getting back to your question, that is what can give people the, the confidence to actually practice techniques of higher consciousness that have a real effect in physical creation and in creating the life of your dream. Amazing. Okay, my special guest on Guys Guys Radio is Dr. Larry Farwell. The name of the book is The Science of Creating Miracles. It's broken into a number of sections. Quantum physics, the science of creating miracles, scientific research on the science of creating miracles, experiential techniques for applying the science of creating miracles, and examples of how these principles have been applied. So basically, what Dr. Farwell does, what you do is you break it down for everybody, you show the research, and then you teach people how to do it. And it sounds to me like you have to get yourself into a quiet state to be able to get in touch with yourself and get in touch with the universal consciousness and to be able to make changes. Could you yes. pick it up from there? Sure, sure. Well, here we have, we have not only quantum physics to deal with, we also have the human brain to deal with. And let's look for a minute, when we're talking about, okay, how do you get into this state where you can really command the universe? Uh, let's talk for a minute about how the brain learns. So we're crawling around, and I'm a neuroscientist by profession, so this is, this is what I study. And I study uh, brainwaves, electrical brain activity. So you're two years old, you're crawling around on the floor. You crawl around on the kitchen floor, you grab the kitchen table leg, you touch the wall, you touch the floor. You touch, not really much of interest there, you don't learn much. It's just, you're sort of on, on normal autopilot. However, when you touch the hot stove burner, at that moment, you have an aha experience. You, the, the, the brain, in effect, wakes up. You, you, now, the brain is open for reprogramming. Now, there's some, useful, there's some information here that I really need to know. There, there, I need to create a shift in the way I'm relating to the world here. So that aha experience is accompanied by a phenomenon in the brain, which I've spent a large part of my career studying, which is called, uh, it's a pattern in the brain waves. Because uh, brainwaves are electrical mm -hmm. activity measured right, from outside. Right, right. So when your brain does certain information processing activities, you get certain patterns. Well, this particular phenomenon that comes along with an aha experience, it's called a memory and encoding related multifaceted electroencephalographic response, M-E-R, M-E-R, or, or murmur. murmur. So when you have a murmur moment, when you touch the hot stove, when something really gets your attention, it opens your brain up for reprogram. So one of the, well, uh, something practical, you're talking about practical techniques, something practical which we can 
uh, we can we can teach people here on this show has to do with taking advantage of that phenomenon and taking advantage of how the brain works to get into a state where you're actually more able to create the result you desire. Let me give you a personal example, and maybe we can talk about it. One of the things you mentioned in the book, which I think is so true, is you know we shouldn't shy away from really negative things happening because ultimately they can be triggers for the type of activity that we want. They can be kind of wake-up calls. And I'll give you an example. I was out running eight years ago. I had tremendous pain in my side. I had to lay down. It was like unbearable. Uh, it was for hours and hours and hours. I went in and I found out that I had a kidney stone, but I also had a small growth on each kidney and I had to get robotic surgery. Well, that was eight years ago. And uh, fortunately, they found a little bit of stuff then and that was it. And I decided to change my lifestyle and also go into innovative medicine or Ayurvedic medicine to make sure that my internal landscape, if you will, was cleaned up and I could live a better life because I figured, well, if something could grow in that in the landscape environment I had, it could happen again. So I changed. Then a couple of years ago, two years ago, I had a similar situation happen where I had unbearable pain. I was writhing on the floor. I had to get rushed to the hospital and I had my appendix taken out right before it was ready to burst. And while I was in pain in my uh, apartment, uh, I started to leave my body and uh, I realized like I better get hold of this. And I pulled myself back in and a voice came to me and said, don't drink alcohol. Now, I never had an issue with alcohol, but I worked in the business, and of course, I was around it all the time, and I stopped, and I haven't had a drop since because I figured, you know, when you hear a voice like that, <laughs> I think it would be foolish to doubt it, but it was, my point is, these were both triggering incidents that came with a lot of pain, but turned out to allow me to make behavioral change. Now, I'm not suggesting, as I don't think you are, that you have to go through incredible amount of pain, but sometimes these type of experiences that are traumatic, if you will, at the time, turn out to be opportunities. Yes. Well, brilliant. Uh, and let's look at some, some uh, smaller opportunities that we have every day that correlate exactly with what you were talking about just now and what I was speaking about just a moment ago. All the time, you know, day in and day out, uh, there are situations come along that are a bit challenging. Somebody, somebody at work or somebody in your personal life or your significant other says or does something that, that really gets to you, that, you know, that, 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 uh, that triggers you. You're, you're upset, you're angry, you're, you're, you're afraid, you're, 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 out, of, you're out of balance. Now, uh, look again back to how the brain learns. That is a murmur moment. That's like touching the hot stove. Now, something has gotten your attention. Now, what many people do is they use that to go into reaction mode and shoot the messenger or punish <laughs> the messenger or take it externally. You know, I'm going to fix you so you never do that, that, that again or say that again so I won't have to experience this painful thing. Or they take it internally. Oh, you know, maybe I really am a horrible person. Now, there's another option, and that I call transmutation trigger. And this is something that you can your your clients here your your listeners can practice when you get a murmur moment like that when somebody says something that triggers you instead of reacting to it take a moment to consider reality take a moment to tune into 
who you really are. I mean, at essence, you really are this conscious unified field. Something when it, something comes along that triggers you, it usually appears to be an attack on your safety, your value, or your power. So at essence, you're this unbounded field that creates a whole universe. Tune into what it really feels like to be the real you. Instead of reacting, tune into, okay, what's the reality here? This appeared to be a threat to my safety or power or value, but it really wasn't. The real me is 100% safe, 100% valuable, 100% powerful. Tune into that level of your own life before you re react, before you respond, and then function from that level. Use this murmur moment because it opens up your brain for reprogramming. Use this murmur moment to tune into who you really are. And then you come out of that experience with a more powerful uh, experience of yourself. We carry around within us an inner blueprint that says we're only maybe 70% powerful and 65% safe and 40% and, uh, valuable. But in reality, we're 100% powerful, safe, and valuable. So we're a little bit out of sync with our, with our true blueprint. And the result is we set up that less than 100% valuable, safe, and powerful resonance on our consciousness. And then it shows up in our environment. Now we have all kinds of evidence. So I'm not really so valuable after all. I'm not so safe after all. And so, uh, I'm not so powerful after all. So what we do to take advantage of these murmur moments is tune into the reality. Something comes along that triggers you, tune into that level of your life. Let your mind quiet down a little. Let your awareness settle down. Experience who you really are. And then you're, you're, you're transmuting your inner blueprint from being less than 100% safe, valuable, and powerful to the real you. So you come out of that experience just as you on the physical level, you came out of that experience realizing some inner purification could help you there. You come out purified, you come out harmonized, you come out more strongly attuned to your true value, power, and safety, more strongly attuned to your true blueprint, then you're radiating this true blueprint, and lo and behold, in the environment, it's, you get more evidence, oh, I really am more valuable, I really am 100% safe, I really am 100% powerful. So you've used this negative experience to create a shift. And what that means is that all these experiences people used to try to avoid, oh man, somebody's going to say something nasty about me. When that when experience comes up, you start to have a murmur moment. You're going to start to get a little smile around your face because you're going to realize, aha, this is an opportunity. So you're spot on. How about the notion, Dr. Larry, where people seem to uh, experience the same issues over and over again until we kind of conquer them? So you deal with a certain type of person that's a trigger, and then maybe you move away, and then you come up with somebody else who does the same annoying thing. And it's like, why does this keep coming up? I find for myself, if my day starts to go off bad and I start thinking, this is going, this day is not going in the right direction, I have to get hold of it. And I have to take myself down and say, okay, I'm going to turn this into a good day by connecting with the universal energy and love that i am that i come from and that'll make my day start to get better and invariably it works but it's sometimes it's not an easy task where one thing is on top of another it's like a snowball effect and everybody goes through this where oh no i this is a situation that always seems why does this always seem to happen to me talk to us okay great well brilliant you brought up another actually another benefit of this transmutation trigger technique uh -huh. because 
what happens is that as just as you've said you get away from the 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 the, the person who who seemed to have caused this problem uh, i mean i i think about the early early years of my life you know the villains whose fault it was kept changing but the <laughs> the play was the same right. and i start okay what is you know as a scientist what is the common denominator well i'm the common denominator so when you have one of these murmur moments when something really gets to you when it triggers you when you have this aha experience there's another aspect to it that you've brought out and that is there's something in you that that's resonating with it gives not only it gives you an opportunity to tune into your true self it gives you an opportunity to have some insight into okay what is it what is it within myself that's that's drawing this to me somebody comes in and says well uh I, I, I don't like your hair. I don't like the way you dress. Uh, now, if somebody came up to you and, and said, Robert, you have the ugliest red hair I've ever seen, <laughs> that wouldn't create a murmur. You say, okay, well, this person, maybe they're, they just, they, they have different views about <laughs> hair than I do, or maybe they just don't see very well, whatever it is. <laughs> so if something actually triggers you, that gives you some impression. Oh, okay. I, there's something in me that's associating my value. With this particular thing, I'll, I'll I'll give you an example from my from my life. Uh, I was with a, a a young woman that I was interested in and just getting to know, and we had just been out in my boat, and we were on my dock, and a guy came by in a a, a paddleboard or a, a canoe and and said. Uh, when are you going to get rid of that boat out of there? I, mean, I don't like looking at it. And so my first trigger was, oh, man, this guy has threatened threatened my value, my boat, which is almost the same thing. Not only that, he's, he's he threatened my, my, my safety. He's threatened my power. He's threatened potentially, this is a woman I'm interested in, in front of her. He's, he's potentially threatened my whole, my whole line of ancestry, my, my, my whole line of ge genealogy down into the future. It, you know, it, it, this, so it felt like an existential threat to my life. And I thought, okay, well, you know, I've got a, my first uh, trigger was, okay, I've got to knock this guy out of his canoe. <laughs> but uh, fortunately, I took a moment to thought, all right, is this guy's view of my boat, is this guy coming along and expressing an A view of my boat, is that actually a threat to me? Is that actually a threat to my relationship with this woman? Is that actually a threat to my power, my safety? But obviously, some guy having an opinion of my boat was not a threat to any of those things. So I, I, what I did is, Sonia, you've described. I tuned in. Okay, what's the, how's a real Larry Farwell going to be functioning here? Well, I'm 100% safe, 100% valuable, 100% uh, powerful. This guy is irrelevant. I can simply go back to enjoying a lovely afternoon with a, a, a lovely young woman on on my dock. Now, that is a, a that was a, a practical instance in my life where I could have ended up either getting really upset and and you know creating a, a scene with this guy and spending a lot of time, effort, and energy on something that wasn't real, or I could tune into reality. The truth will set you free. One, it, you, sometimes it, it's it's challenging because you have to wake up and realize what's going on first. But once you wake up, you realize that what you're tuning into is reality. You really are 100% safe, powerful, valuable. This this guy with his opinion, whatever it is, really has nothing to do with you. So tuning into the reality is not that difficult once you wake up. And by practicing these techniques, you wake up sooner and sooner. And you realize, oh, yeah, the, the, this is not really a threat 
my power safe to your value. That's a, that's a great example. I actually had the exact same thing happen yesterday. I was pulling into where I live and there was a new neighbor coming in and the moving van was parked in front of my spot. So mm-hmm. I said, hey, could you move your van? I'm, you're in my, front of my spot. And the guy, young guy looks at me and he's like, say please. <laughs> and, <I'm, laughs> and I said, say please. And he's like, there you go. So he moved it. He goes, I'm working. I said, well, I live here. So thank you. I said, I'm going to be leaving. Then he pulls back in front after I pull in. I said, I'm going to be leaving here in 20 minutes. He goes, well, you tell me and then I'll, I'll pull out again. So it would have been very easy to get into it with him. And I, mm-hmm. I didn't say anything. I said, okay. I went inside and I took myself down a little bit. And sure enough, when I went outside 20 minutes later, he had moved the the van had been, already been moved, and I realized it wasn't worth that. But you know, we live in a time, Doctor Larry, that there's so much triggering going on now, more than ever right now, and it's so important for people. I have found for myself, meditation, daily meditation, get up early, do some meditation, has really been a made a difference maker for me. What would you suggest to people? Oh, and my listener and audience, listeners and audience out there, because we're we're it feels like everybody's under attack from fear-based thinking and everybody freaking out right now because they don't feel like they have value. They don't feel like they're in control. What would be your advice? All right. Well, a couple of things. I strongly agree about meditation. Uh, I practice transcendental meditation every, every morning, first thing. I then exercise, then I eat a really healthy meal. And so whatever health ha- happens the rest of the day, at least I've gotten a good start. Uh, Love in, it. <laughs> in Science and Creating Miracles, in my book, in my workshops, I teach some, some more involved techniques. There's, there's one called Energized Transmutation, which uh, I'm not going to show you here. It would take, it would take maybe 20 or 30 minutes, but it, it, it is outlined in the book, and I teach it in my workshops. Uh, it's a technique to gain command of the subtle energies of your body and also to uh, uh, open your consciousness to this inner field of pure consciousness and function from that level. But also, also, when you tune in, whatever technique you're using, when you tune into who you truly are, when you tune into the inner field of pure consciousness, you set up a resonant frequency that's in tune with you and in tune with nature. And anything that is out of tune with you or out of tune with nature, out of tune with your true resonance, starts to be moved out. And so these, all of these techniques of meditation, the, the techniques that I technique, uh, teach for energized transmutation, they all not only get you into a state where you're more in harmony with yourself and with nature, more in tune with your own true resonance, your own true vibrating guitar string, but also they remove the disresonances. And you talked about that on the physical level. You talked about that with respect to your experience. The, whatever it was that might have triggered you the next time somebody shows up with a van, that was diminished because you had you had tuned into a more powerful, more harmonious frequency within yourself. Again, my special guest, and I'm loving this conversation, Dr. Larry Farwell. The name of the book, once again, is The Science of Creating Miracles. We're talking about neuroscience, quantum physics, living the life you want to really live right now in these trying, challenging times, which, of course, can be an opportunity. You mentioned truth, Dr. Farwell, the importance of truth and being truthful with yourself. Talk to us about that. All right. It's easy to be who you are. It's difficult to be who you're not. 
Now, a lot of people, and I look at myself in in the past, (laughs) I'm in this boat too, or have been, a lot of people spend a lot of time, effort, and energy in what I would call image management, trying to convince people that, uh, trying to impress people. Uh, a lot of people spend a lot of time, effort, and energy trying to, to, to convince people that they're, that they're that person that they pretend to be on Facebook. Uh, if, people, if people saw the real truth about me, that, oh, the gosh, they would, you know, they, they, they would be so impressed. So they spend a lot of, a lot of energy trying to, try, first, you, try to, you look at this person, you try to figure out, okay, what is this person going to be impressed by? What is this person going to have a positive opinion of me by? What is this person going to? going to want to treat me better by, and then, then I try to be that way. There's a tremendous amount of effort in that. Whereas if you're simply true to your true resonance, if you simply radiate who you are, I mean, I have, I have a friend, uh, I, I spend a lot of time outdoors. Right, right now I'm on a boat. I, I, I love all kinds of outdoor activities. I have a friend who uh, thinks that the outdoors is something that you drive through to get to <laughs> the opera house. He's at the opera house. Now, if he met, say, say he met some woman he was interested in who liked the outdoors, he could pretend to be this outdoor guy, but he'd be much better off saying, hey, I love opera. And either, either somebody would resonate with that. Sing outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> so if, you're, if we're true to who we really are and simply express, oh, this is what resonates with me, you're going to attract people who just love you just the way you are. You'll be able to be who you are. You don't have to try to be someone else. So the truth will set you free. Being true to who you are and letting it out, letting letting people see, oh yeah, this is a real me. Then either one of two things will happen: either they'll really resonate with that, or it turns out that there's someone who doesn't so much resonate with you. In which case, you you'll find yourself not so much together, and that's actually a benefit for both of you. And the other thing is that you'll get to know yourself, who you are, a lot better. And really? uh, having a dealt in the relationship field quite frequently from my book and from uh, earlier shows. It's, it's amazing how many people want to date, want to meet somebody, and they don't take that first step of going inside and saying, who am I? What, what do I want? What do I have to offer? Before yes. just jumping into the pool, the dating pool, blindly and just swimming around and saying, oh, before they get overwhelmed. So it's really important for people to take a, a moment and step back and ask, who, who am I? And what do I have? What do I like about myself? What do I need to work on? Just be honest with yourself. It's so much easier, as you say. It's, it takes a lot of effort to, to, to lie. You mentioned something in the book called the superposition. I spontaneously create a life that corresponds with my true nature. I think it's so important, that superposition, to get yourself into, to be able to cre- reprogram and create these changes. Could you share some of that insight with us, Dr. Larry? Sure, be happy to. First of all, the, 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 the word superposition comes from quantum mechanics. And in quantum mechanics, when a system is in a state where all possibilities are there at once, it's called superposition. And then you make an observation, and that collapses into one configuration of particle wave phenomena. So the superposition, state of superposition from quantum mechanics in, in a physics lab is a state in which you, you have all the potential of the conscious unified field, but it hasn't collapsed into a specific outcome yet. So we can tune, since we are that conscious unified field, we can tune into that state of superposition within ourselves. 
You know, and sometimes uh, I like the word supervision because it sounds sort of like a superhero in some some very heroic kind of pose. But what it really means is on the level of consciousness, being tuned into who you really are. It's very similar to what you just described. Tune into the real you. Tune into your own resonant frequency. Tune into that level, that very quiet level of your life where you're in tune with nature, where you're in tune with your own consciousness. The, the intellect may shout, the emotions may scream, the intuition whispers. So when we're tuning in, when we're doing the process you described, tuning into who you really are, you pick that up on a, the level of quietness, on the level of letting go, not on the level of, of pushing on the emotion level or the intellectual mm -hmm. level. So tuning into that quiet level of your life attunes you to that field of superposition, which then you have all the possibilities at once, and you can you can make choices and you can go in the direction that most is in the tune with you. So how can people then, how can our audience know when they're in superposition? Because so many times when you know, you're meditating or you're asking for some type of uh, universal consciousness to give you some insights on something, you're saying, am I speaking to myself? Is this monkey chatter? Is this because I just watched this movie or whatever? Or how do I know to trust this is the real me and the connectivity I have to universal consciousness and knowledge? All right. You know, the brilliant question. You know that on a very quiet level of intuition. It's not something you can figure out because the, the, the intellect can, can go on endlessly. It's not something that you're going to have a big emotion about. There's sort of a paradox here that the quieter your awareness is, the more you know, because the closer you are to, to your own self, which is this unbounded consciousness, the closer you are to the conscious unified field, which is a source of creation. So the way you know that, I, I can't, no one can give a formula, okay, check box X, Y, and Z, and that'll be it, because you know it on the level of yourself. The, and the way that you, uh, enhance that ability or unfold that ability is by by practicing your your tuning into your intuition and then you discover things really go go your way you discover you've really discovered truth now i've had the experience and maybe you have too of tuning into my intuition i have just have a sense oh yes this is this is it and then the intellect comes in and says well wait but what about this what about this <laughs> and i make the opposite i use my intellect to overpower my intuition that ends up being a mistake. So you learn to trust your intuition by trusting your intuition, by tuning into your intuition, and then going with that subtle feeling that you have, and you discover things work out right. And it's a matter of practice. It's like it's like riding a bicycle or a, or a surfboard or something. You get you, uh, you you get better and better as as you use your intuition more and more. Do you ever find that sometimes where you get that two two like uh, little birds on each shoulder? Sometimes it's better just not to do anything. If you don't have to make a decision right then and there, sometimes just wait and you might be taking a shower or you're out for a run or whatever. And then all of a sudden, bang, you get an insight that has to do with what you had been kind of wrestling with. Brilliant. Yes. The thing is, again, you get that, you get that refined awareness. You get that uh, intuition on the level of letting go. So when you're wrestling with something, your intellect is going to be really active. Your emotions are likely going to be really active. You're going to be on the surface level of life. Then you said maybe you're maybe you're running, exercising, taking a shower, or maybe relaxing just before you go to sleep or waking up with a quiet mind in the morning. 
and the insight comes to you, it's because it, it, it's a, a very useful technique to not come, try to come to an intuitive uh, solution when you're wrestling with somebody, when your awareness is not so clear. And if you don't have to, if there's not something pressing at the moment, a moment will come when your awareness is spontaneously settled down. You're letting go. You're not holding on. You're not forcing. And at that moment, the insight comes to you. Mm -hmm. Nature uh, works on nature's time. So it may be you, you have some vision, you have some question, you have some inquiry, and you let it out there to nature. And then it, mm -hmm. it, at some time when your awareness is quiet enough to pick up on the answer, then is when it comes to you. Mm -hmm. You have advised uh, presidents. What happened there? Well, all right. Well, I can say a little bit. Okay. This was actually President George W. Bush. And I invented a technique called brain fingerprinting. Mm -hmm. which allows you to detect concealed information stored in the brain. So I met with President Bush and also the director of the CIA to design a program, and then the rest of this is going to be classified, <laughs> to design a program to use this in counterterrorism. Because in, in ter uh, terrorist activity, though the, the end perpetrators probably don't survive the event anyway, or they, they get caught, but the masterminds, they can continue to, to create havoc, However, if they if they stored all the information about their crimes on their laptops, it'd be easy. We just scan the laptops, but they don't. They do, however, have a record of everything they've planned, even if they weren't there. Everything they planned, they have that record stored in their brain. So, brain fingerprinting allows us to detect the concealed information stored in the brain, and that way we can identify the the higher level bad guys. Well, in terrorism, I've caught serial killers. I've helped to free innocent people who didn't commit the crime they were they're uh, convicted of. So uh, the president and the director of the CIA and myself designed a program to apply this in counterterrorism, and all that has been classified. And I haven't been able to talk about it for years. Uh, however, we've been very successful in the counterterrorism field around the world. And now, just a few months ago, uh, an article came out in a scientific journal about that program and uh, the details were uh, withheld but we were able to i can talk about it a little bit now because it, it came out how we were able to design uh, brain fingerprinting tests to detect the masterminds behind uh, terrorist mass shootings terrorist hijackings uh, multiple bombings and so on by the records stored in their brain and again i can't go into the details of the specific cases but in this scientific article it it, it, sho it shows how we were able to use their brain waves to detect this information. And that has been the, 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 the biggest terrorist uh, problems are the ones that we solve because we catch the bad guys before they do it. And we've done that quite a lot overseas, uh, especially in the Middle East in ways that will never get to the newspapers. And then we've solved a bunch of these uh, terrorist crimes that, that were in the newspapers and the, and the, and the news. So that so that is where the the brain fingerprinting aspect and the U.S. president. Wow. That is absolutely amazing stuff. You you are incredible. Keep doing what you're doing. My special guest, Dr. Larry Farwell. This book is called "The Science of Creating Miracles: Neuroscience, Quantum Physics, and Living the Life of Your Dreams," and so much more. Tell everybody where they can learn more about you, Dr. Farwell. My website is drlarryfarwell.com. Drlarryfarwell.com. But just amazing. You just do an amazing work. I hope you come back here because I got, a, I got another 30 questions to ask you and I want to learn a lot more and you're doing great work. So thank you so much. 
for being my special guest on Guys Guys Radio. And I hope to see you again. Thank you. Delightful being here. It's Guys Guy Radio. Okay, what an amazing conversation with Dr. Larry Farwell. As I promised you, he's one of the most intelligent folks in the world, and he's a really good guy. He's a real guy's guy. And what I really like about what Dr. Larry talks about is that, you know, it's all about working with what's already out there. We don't have to do transhumanism. We don't have to put chips inside ourselves. We can just connect with the frequency it's out there and reprogram ourselves, reprogram our intentions, our thinkings, our feelings, and make things happen. And he gives you uh, us all of the tips on how to do that, how to create these murmur moments and how to kind of reprogram where things start to go astray and go go askew and go the wrong way, how we can kind of grab it back and make the best of things. And I I really like Dr. Larry. I just met him during this interview and I just immediately connected with him and I love the work he's doing because it's all about working with what's out there right now. And it's so interesting to me because as I mentioned during our conversation that I've interviewed and talked to so many people in the metaphysical area and they're basically talking about the same thing that Dr. Larry is. So there is this uh, blending that's, that's coming on, that coming across now, this synthesis of spirituality and science and it's all being tested and it's all being proven as accurate and just there's so much to learn and there's so many opportunities for us so i hope you'll check out his book it's called the science of creating miracles it's got a lot of a lot of great tips in there about how to kind of manage frequency how to manage your own programming if you will because uh, we do come into this incarnation and from where kid from when we're kids on we pick up a lot of programming that may not be in our best interests, and Dr. Larry gives us a lot of really practical tips on how to kind of change the game, if you will. So Guys Guys Radio, we're here every Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. Pacific Time on KCAA Radio here in Southern California, 102.3, 106.5 FM, 10.50 AM, the podcast, my YouTube, and my new Rumble channel post every Thursday, the rebroadcast of the KCAA show airs every Sunday at 6 p.m. So you've got two primetime broadcasts on KCAA of Guys Guys Radio. You can download, you can listen live, you can stream it, you can get it anywhere at any time. The podcast has been downloaded in over 100 countries. The YouTube's there for you, as well as the Rumble, if you want to watch the interviews. Now, you won't get the entire show, my comments and all that, but Maybe you just want the interviews. Well, that's cool. I would ask you if you like the content and the guests I bring you each and every week to the show. And we're approaching 530 shows now. I've talked to over 650 guests. And I think we've all collectively learned a lot. I would ask you if you are digging it, if you could subscribe to my YouTube channel, subscribe to Guys Guys Radio on Apple or wherever you download and listen to your podcasts. And spread the word. It's, uh, it's all free. It's all for you. And I'm doing my very best to add value. And I insist that every guest who comes onto the show adds some value and adds some information and some practical tips to help you and me and everybody live our best lives. Because otherwise, it's just hawking a book or something like that. And that's social media. Anybody can do that anywhere. So I'm the gatekeeper for Guys Guys Radio. The guest wants to be on the show. They got to bring it. 
and I make sure they do. And you know what? They do. I've got fantastic guests, and I'm incredibly appreciative of all the guests who have been on the show, as well as my wonderful producer, Chris. But most of all, I'm most appreciative of you, my audience, as we continue to grow and grow and grow. Now, you can also catch me all over social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm pretty active. I post stuff just about every day. I'd love to connect with you and communicate with you. And so please don't hesitate if you want to reach out. And also, and if you have any ideas, any ideas, please share them. I also have a website, robertmanni.com. I've got over 300 blog posts that are in-depth on life, love, the pursuit of happiness, wellness, diet, fitness, romance, sex, business, family, friends, all of it, all for free. And I also have three free chapters available to you that you can download of my novel, which is the source material for everything Guy's Guy. It's called The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. It's a novel. It's a summer read. It's a romp. It's about two dudes in advertising competing for love, sex, and power and money in New York City. It's got savvy women. It's got flawed men. It's got a lot of fast, frothy sex and other stuff going on there. And people seem to really enjoy the book because it's fun. And women get a little sneak peek behind the curtain into the weird, odd world of modern men and their strange dating habits. And men have a book where, hey, this is us. I know it's not an adventure story per se. It's not a thriller. It's not a biography. It's not the usual stuff that uh, guys read. But you know what? This reflects, my book really reflects what's going on out there. And although some of the technology may have changed a bit since the book was first published, the themes are timeless. And it's all about love and relationships, and dating, and sex, and friendship, and all that stuff. So I hope you'll check it out. So Guys Guys Radio, I'm here every week. I've got tons of guests lined up for the rest of the year. Thank you so much for supporting me and our work here, and we'll be back at you next week. And until then, as I always like to say, Guys Guys, finish first. (laughs) 